Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 10th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. We had a, yet again another successful laundry, laundry, laundry day. That was fun. Salute to that. <laughs> um, I decided to treat myself to a McDonald's brekkie. And it was good, but it was one of those McDonald's breakfasts that um, makes you go, man, I'm kind of done with food for a few seconds. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it like killed my desire to eat in a way that I did not enjoy. That being said, it was not a bad meal, if that makes sense. I got like a bacon cheese biscuit, a sausage McMuffin. And order hotcakes and a large Coke. So, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It's just, you know, it's McDonald's. It is what it is. That being said, I did have a great meal last night uh, after I did my episode, finally cooked, and pretty much it was this calzone that I got from my work mom. She, like, made uh, some food. Um, she does, like, uh, she likes to bake. She likes to just cook a lot of stuff. And she just made this calzone with chicken and peppers, and it was so good. I uh, fried up some fries and uh, ate that baby up. It was oof. Let me tell you, like you know how people have a food dance when they're like you know when they're doing that when they're enjoying the food. I have that. I do. This was like I had a a moment. It felt like of like just like empowering victory i don't know it was weird like i was pumping my arms in the air like this is so good this is so good i was like doing like tom cruise level behavior it was very strange but um yeah so that was that was a good one that was nice all right um let's see that's that's pretty much all the little personal news i got we can go and get into some real news right uh, actually you know before 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 let's go ahead and you know light a candle you know let's do that Ooh-wee. Light a candle, feel the breeze. Alright. Alright. Alright, now let's get into some news. From ABC News. Sweeping 37-count indictment alleges Trump hoarded national secrets, orchestrated obstruction of in- investigation. So, uh, this is one of the bigger indictments. Uh, Also, to see that it's 37 counts, Uh, we're not going to go into all the details of the counts exactly, but um, let's see. The court papers allege that the classified documents included defense defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, the United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States, and its allies to military attack and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. So these are all the kind of documents that are chilling, like Mar-a-Lago, like hanging out and like these little ballroom kind of stages, just chilling. People could literally go in there and like peruse them if they fucking wanted to. Also, it stated that um, there's like literal taped like interview, or not like interview, but it's like conversations with Trump saying like, hey, I have these documents. They're like really interesting. It's crazy shit. And like, you know, 
I really want to talk to you about them, but I kind of can't because I didn't just I didn't de- uh, declassify them. But it's like really big stuff. It's like crazy stuff. And he's like talking to his aides and his staff, and it, it's it's and it's such a weird conversation. Because it's like, why are you telling this to these staffers? Like, are you telling it to impress them? Because then there's like the report of like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Like, oh, wow, wild. Because like, what are you doing? This is your boss just like flexing. Or is or is this Trump trying to be like, hey, like, these are really important documents. That's why I got them. That's why I'm sitting on them. You know, big secret stuff. As if it's to like hint, like, I need you guys to make sure that we are constantly aware that like, we got to keep this shit under wraps. This is important. I don't know. Maybe it's a mix of the two. Or maybe it's something else. A secret third option. Uh, Trump is a is an enigma. To me, at least. I don't know. I haven't figured him out. Um, but, I mean, this is a big development. But at the same time, his, like, this, the whole process of this, we've kind of talked about it with the um, hush money scandal in New York. It's going to take time. And it's part of the reason why I like that they indicted him earlier, at least with the the New York thing, because it's just the pace of the of time. It is at least going to happen right around the time we get into full uh, full steam on the campaign trail bullshit for twenty twenty four. I mean, granted, no matter what on this, it would have taken. Um, I think it's going to take about two years or so. Uh, to finally get everything in the open. Potentially, if Trump wins, he could literally just dismiss the whole case and it would just be a wrap anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a nothing burger thing. But at the same time, I am happy to see a real indictment on the table, especially one at the federal level. It's just a big difference between the state and the federal. And, you know, prior to the indictment, Trump's team did try to go out and say, hey, wait. Like, you guys have been, like, harassing people for these grand juries and all this kind of stuff. It's not even warranted. Like, they were trying to get it thrown out before it even got out, like, the indictment. But they're like, no, we have enough evidence. We're going to try them. Uh, They, like, did a little bit of an unusual thing of, like, a spoken uh, release, like, of all this information. Something you don't normally do, but they're like, hey, we really want to go out of the way to tell you why we made this indictment, what is he being charged for, all this yada, yada, yada. So um, in terms of how this is going to affect Donald Trump in the campaign, it looks like yet again, positively, because um, he's just making more money. Like, and I was thinking about this too, like, this dude's like making shirts off of this whole fucking shit, like this quote unquote witch hunt, this this political hoax. Um, But... He's making money hand over fist, like, selling shirts, getting donations. Like, this dude is, like, just an absorbent figure to this kind of scandal. All kind of scandal. I don't fucking know, man. But at the same time, I do think it does affect people who are, like, in that moderate range, if you will, who get uneasy uh, about the idea of, like, Donald Trump being so in the news for being a criminal. I think people think it is unsettling. Or it's not so much as it's unsettling, because then you wouldn't fucking touch the guy in the first place. You knew. Like, you you have to have known, like, you know. But I think seeing it on such a big scale, black and white, it just makes people uncomfortable, and they're like, oh, I don't really want to back this guy. So that's why the conversation is like, oh, maybe it's DeSantis. Or also I've heard in a lot of these little roundups where they're talking about all these candidates— what if it is this knockdown, drag-out fight, and both of these guys wind up somehow knocking each other out 
And that's how the scrum of all these Republicans wind up, you know, becoming more viable. I think that's kind of a pipe dream, but, you know, whatever, something to talk about. Let's see, one more thing I kind of wanted to talk about, too, is, like, it's so funny how this conversation about Hillary Clinton was always a thing. Like, you know, Trump really hopped on it saying, like, oh, you know, she did all this shit, all the emails, da 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 and people really ate that shit up. But now, shoe being on the other foot, a whole ass president was holding on the documents he had no business holding on to. He knowingly did this and then was clearly obstructing it. And that's another big thing, too. I'm kind of getting a bit of a tangent here. But there's a big difference in what Trump did as opposed to the documents that Mike Pence had, which I didn't cover this. But um, they went through, did an investigation. They said, OK, you're fine. It's all good. He's not going to trial here because he cooperated. Same fucking thing with Joe Biden, plus he's a fucking president, plus, I don't know, ratio, whatever, your mom, I don't know. But it's one of those things where the biggest outlier is Trump throughout this whole time fought the process, lied about it. Like, literally in this article, he, like, is trying to say, like, could we just, like, not, like, pick up the phone? Can we just not, con- like, can we just, can we just say we don't have anything? <laughs> like, he just wanted to keep lying and fighting the process, and that's why it's biting him in the ass. Um, but, yeah, the constant comparison to Hillary Clinton are weird. Also, they talk about Hunter Biden a lot, so I foresee a lot of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails, Hunter Biden's cock, it's, it's a lot of that shit. <laughs> uh, be prepared for that if you're seeing that on your news feeds, or at least your Twitter news feeds, I don't know if you're me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going to be fun times, uh, but I don't know where this is going to go. It's interesting. Uh, but they do have the taped interview if you want to read the actual quote. I think it's somewhere in the ABC thing, and there's also a CNN article. Um, exclusive Donald Trump admits on tape he didn't declassify secret information. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and move along from there. I really don't like talking that much about Trump. It's kind of fucking whatever. Um, let's see. Boris Johnson. Let's talk about a variation of Trump, though. We're in the Trump-verse. Uh, Boris Johnson resigns as Prime Minister. Uh, I'm sorry, no, not Prime Minister. Uh, resigns as MP. Accusing Commons investigation of attempting to drive me out. Um, so yeah, it's it. It's the end of an era Old Bojo is really out the door. Uh, But Boris Johnson, Britain's former prime minister and one of the most divisive leaders of his generation, has resigned as a member of parliament after accusing a committee of attempting to drive me out, he said in a letter on Friday. Um, I think this is one of those tactical outs for him because he didn't want to potentially have to go to an election lose then not to mention continuing this whole investigation of like the whole party gate scandal something we have talked about before um he just felt like he was up against the ropes and he really wasn't going to win anyway so you kind of get to control burn you know get your little deuces out say hey i was persecuted this is a witch hunt and um he also does try to like he's been trying to like throw a little bit of shade like look this administration is so much more worse off like people didn't like the our administration the tories when i was on my out sure but it's even worse now like it's like dude that was inevitable no one likes you guys because you guys aren't doing anything positive for this country brexit was a fucking mess he was the leader of it i think what he did well was sell that 
to people that this was going to be such a good idea that, oh my gosh, like we're being held back by the rest of fucking Europe. It's like, no, dude, this is fucking team sports. It's the economy, dude. Like that just doesn't make sense what you're saying. But people bought into it off of this man's fucking political riz, if you will. And um, I mean, I think with just everything going on, all the inflation, I mean, you know, the UK is getting its ass kicked. I mean, who isn't? Not like we aren't in America too. But I do think they're just kind of bearing the fruit of it. And I think come, you know, the major elections there, it will be interesting. Or maybe not. Who fucking knows? Because, I mean, they've been there for like a decade plus, which is wild to me. But, I mean, we've had plenty of Republicans in our administration here in the States. So who am I to fucking talk? But, um, yeah, adios, motherfucker. Uh, It's one of those things where I am sometimes surprised still that, like, they are pushing the whole party gate and like, you know, because it really does like make Boris Johnson the villain. It shows him literally hanging out in these situations, having parties with his staff in a country that he has imposed mandates on saying, you guys have to stay inside. You guys can't see your family. Like hearing stories of people being like, yeah, I lost my nan. They died in COVID and I couldn't even see them. And meanwhile, this guy's fucking partying, hanging out, eating fucking cake. Like, you can understand how people are going to be upset about that. Um, and I think for the Tories, you, like I said, you're, you're, you're on the downturn. You might as well just try to scrub this motherfucker out of your party and just be done with it. And, you know, maybe cut bait. Maybe things will be better and you can stabilize. Um, and for Boris Johnson, for him to get out while they're getting is good, he potentially can get a comeback time and say, like, hey, you guys need me. Here I am with my crazy straw hair looking crazy, looking wily. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's the Bojo update. A little bit of UK news for you. Gavna. All right, back to the States. Uh, From the Associated Press, actor Jay Johnston, known for Bob's Burgers character, arrested on Capitol riot charges. So this is Jimmy Pesto to me. I, I know he's been in other shit. I don't, I don't fucking care, dude. Bosberger's rocks. Um, R.I.P. Jimmy Pesto, you piece of shit. Sorry. Sorry you had to go out. You had to be the real villain. <laughs> um, but an actor known for his roles on the comedy television shows Bosberger's and Mr. Show and with Bob and David was arrested on Wednesday on charges that he joined a mob of Donald Trump supporters in confronting police officers during the U.S. Capitol riot. Um, court records show. So, Jay Johnston was, uh, he's 54 years old, um, of Los Angeles, was arrested there on charges including civil disorder, a felony, and then a federal magistrate judge agreed to free Johnson on a $25,000 bond. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's good to go on that. But, yeah, he is finally, I guess... Um, facing the charges. I had heard about him getting banned after everyone had found out. I kind of lost track of the story there. Like, okay, like, the, I I don't know. My brain just kind of thought that was already happening. But I guess they're like, no, we're finally, you know, arresting him. Yada, yada, yada. So now we're here. Um, and I, I, I kind of think like, oh, at least timely to kind of talk about it because I've talked about one half of the group, which was the organized half a lot the situation of just 
you had the Oath Keepers, you had the Proud Boys. These are people who were ready for the action. They were pushing for the action. They were banging for blood. So naturally, when you have this big group of people who are so angry, so upset, they, they want something to happen. They want to, quote unquote, stop the steal. So they take their tantrum to the Capitol building and they just fucking go in there. They just go nuts. And I think to myself, if you didn't have this group of people, the other half, that were so angry and wanted to take it from the level of protest to actual riot. You don't have a fucking riot. Those people wouldn't have made those moves. They would have looked ridiculous just storming in there like, oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been the worst case scenario. Like, you needed all those things, plus a Donald Trump to whip you into this frenzy, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just a badass fucking recipe. People like Johnston were captured on video, um, pushing against police officers and helping rioters who attacked officers guarding an entrance to the Capitol in a tunnel on the Lower West Terrace. Johnson held a stolen police shield, going full riot mode, um, over his head and passed it to the other rioters during the attack on January 6th. Um, Johnson was close to the entrance uh, to the tunnel, turned back and signaled for other rioters to come towards the entrance. Um, then also Jimmy Pesto um, was just donezo after that. Um, he was banned from the the animated show for his actions. Uh, well, let me see if I can find the quote. Um, talk about uh, more activities he was doing there. I don't think he actually went into the building, but he was like one of those everything but guys who was just like, you know, I need to help out and and be involved here. And then he went on about his life and went on home. He had like a round ticket um, from L.A. to Washington and back. Um, let's see here. I want to read a quote from, I think, one of his texts. Uh, the news has presented it as an attack. It actually wasn't. Thought it kind of turned into that. It was a mess. Got maced and tear gassed. And I found out it was quite un untastic. I don't know what that word means, if that is a word. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird too. like one of those things where um, just even taking that clip, you can tell like, yeah, dude, like you were there. Like, <laughs> I know that would be complete pure speculation, but like, yeah, no, it, this all adds up, bro. Like, because there are other people who identified him there, not just the video footage. And um, yeah, I do think this is pretty damning for him. We'll see how like a trial goes and what it's going to be. Usually the sentencing is not too bad for the the general population of people who were rioting, from what I've seen. Uh, kind of part of the reason why I wanted, didn't want to cover it, because it just wasn't big fish enough. But this kind of, this Johnson guy just was like, mm, chef's kiss, perfect, because he's a celebrity, it's Jimmy Pesto. But really, he's just a dude. He was just a dude who was upset, and he was just mad that his guy didn't win, and he took it to the streets in the worst way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a shame. That, that, is, that is when protesting goes wrong. That is when civil disobedience is an L case. But um, yeah, I got one more story to cover here before I let you go. You know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yummy, yummy. From Reuters. 
four Colombian children found alive in jungle weeks after plane crash. Now, actually, initially, I peeped this story from the BBC, and um, it sounded really dire. Um, just hearing about this really, you know, um, just sad plane crash, loss of life. Uh, there were three adults, including the pilot and the children's mother, um, Magdalena Makuti, or Makuti, um, who died as a result of the crash, and their bodies were found inside the plane. Um, and then the four siblings who were found were aged 13, 9, 4, as well as a now 12-month-old baby who survived the impact. Now, I think this is a tip, but in these kind of situations, you are supposed to stay, as long as you can be safe, you're supposed to stay in the area where you crashed or there's an incident where you're, you know, you're lost, whatever, because that makes you the easiest to find. Like, this is the site where it happened in a plane crash, uh, whatever. He, that's the first place people are going to look. But um, obviously, these are just kids. They're not going to know. Also, they're hungry. They need to eat. You know, you're going to do your best to survive at that point. Obviously, totally get it. So these kids were, you know, in this uh, Colombian jungle and um, for weeks. And, at, you know, I finally hear the story. They said, hey, like we're trying to drop supplies in the jungle and hopefully these kids can find it. And it's like a little just little kits like water, food, you know, just give them something and hopefully, you know, they're going to be found. So it was cool that, you know, after so long, they actually found all four of these children. That's, you know, that's awesome. So that's, you know, some good news to kind of end uh, the, the, I guess it's the, yeah, it's the end of the week on, end of the episode on, you know, so good vibes. Um, obviously sad about the loss of life, but, you know, obviously just harrowing situations of survival like this is just like, wow. So good that at least, you know, some people made it out of that plane crash, you know? So yay, <laughs> um, Silver Linings, Playbook, yeah, yeah, man. All right, that's the episode. That's all I have. Um, also, things I have, I have a Patreon, patreon.com, this is a news. If you would like to help support the effort, um, get your shout outs on the podcast once a month, that newsy status, yeah, yeah. Also, there is a hot link to the Discord. That's free. Just hit me up for that. And then what else we got? Um, a Gmail account, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. That's another free way to hit me up. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. No, I'm not going to. I do have a Tumblr, but don't notify me on that. I'm not trying to get a Tumblr notification. Um, Instagram, YouTube, you know, the huge. Um, feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's me, Isaiah News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hit the bell, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, those are the ways to contact the pod if you would like to chat about some news or, you know, what have you. And I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.